0: Good evening, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I am basking in a professional victory. So this year, I finished my first ever inventory after 21 years with the same fucking company as a facility manager and everything went as smoothly as it possibly could I received feedback from the travel team that came up from the closest sister store and what they told me is that my facility was the most prepared and the best organized that they have seen In all of the facilities that they are doing in conducting inventory for. Which really makes my heart smile. And at the same time, receiving this feedback gave me two different um, depths of, you know, feel-good feelings. The first one, obviously, made me grateful for the foundation that I was given by the leadership that came before me and invested their time and their knowledge in my future and so I reached out to a couple of them there's a couple that I still need to reach out to and I thanked them because Today is, you know what I mean, the return on investment. In my mind, today I got to see the return on investment that these people gave to me. And I'm soaking in this wind, like so fucking hard, I'm soaking in this win, And then at the same time, because I made that communication to a couple of these people now... I've been having a dialogue with one of my former mentors and the dialogue that I'm having has made, given me hope is what I would say, it has given me hope because it's funny like a few years ago I was in a position and I was thinking like I think I talked about this actually a couple episodes ago. Like I was in a position interviewing this bright young person for a supervisory level position and thinking to myself, I used to be so bright and full of hope for the future. What the fuck happened? And like it just kind of was an eye opening event, right? But what I'm realizing now is I'm having this conversation is at the same time I feel like I'm not young anymore. I've experienced a lot of life in my time, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm still carrying hope for the future. And what I really want to see is the results of the return on the investments that I have made because that is what i'm grateful for having the opportunity to do um there have been a lot of different young upstarts within my company that i have gotten to take the time and invest in be they in sales associate roles or supervisory roles or in assorted management roles just a, a variety of leadership roles you know what i mean like I can say with confidence that I feel as though I was given an excellent foundation and in return, those people that I have been responsible for, I have tried my best to invest in the same context and capacity that I was invested in when I was that young upstart that needed that attention and thinking about the places that those people have gone and the things that they have done and are doing, um, both inside and outside of the company that I have worked for. And, you know what I mean? Like really being able to carry on these dialogues with these individuals. It gives me a sense of pride. You know, it gives me a very heartfelt sense of pride in what I do. To know that my time invested is essentially building the future or helping, you know, to build the future of, you know, leadership. And there's something professionally rewarding about that prospect that is really difficult to elaborate to people that are outside of that kind of a role you know that don't deal with those kinds of responsibilities and it's really amazing to discover this new layer of satisfaction from what I'm doing you know it's it's almost like I I feel like my professional love right now is being rejuvenated by getting this understanding of how my actions are positively affecting the future leadership. Um, Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's exciting. And then at the same time, like for me, It's exciting to be working under the umbrella of someone who shares these visions and these goals and these values for the future of this company while they are in the sunset of their career, you know? Because realistically speaking, I feel like everybody goes through times where they're complacent and Those are the times, more than ever, that we need change. And it's fascinating to me because tonight, you know, while hosting this team from out of town, I had dialogues with other people, you know, that I was getting to know about this exact same principle, about the importance of... Um finding ways out of your own complacency basically and the excitement of that prospect and while I know that can be a struggle I've experienced that myself Um, the most recent would be when I left Illinois and moved to South Carolina Um, not only did I need change in my personal life but at the same time I needed change in my professional life as well and so I chased that shit um and now I'm in a whole new environment with completely different people and a completely different atmosphere and I have to say like I fucking love my new team like they are a fucking unique bag of wax um I've got a new manager and a new supervisor that are both from the outside. And then I've got two associates that are fucking old heads that are amazing as fuck. And the lady that I've got in the warehouse seems like she's like low key sour, but she knows her shit. And so I think she's the person that like, okay, we're all just going to have to adapt to this sourness. You know, like it's that fucking meme that you see where it's like, you know, that he's nice once you get to know him kind of thing which really means like he's an asshole but you'll get used to it and I totally think that that's her vibe like I 100% think that that is like that is her aura that is what she puts out into the world and I've worked with one of those personalities and I feel like I'm the only like I know it sounds fucked up I feel like like I'm one of a handful of people that love her for who she was not for who she wasn't and so experiencing the results that I'm having right now um my heart feels warm for the people that I'm responsible for and at the same time I feel refreshed looking to the future and having the understanding that now it's my turn like I had all these awesome ass people that fucking invested their time and what they value into me and now it's my time to continue that legacy and it's funny because now I'm having a conversation with one of my former mentors about this and what I expressed in the conversation with her is that I'm trying to I'm trying my best to be the change that I feel like we need and then you know invest that into the people that i'm responsible for and the response that i received is that she feels as though if anybody can do that and can you know what i mean help push that change into the people that it's me and i i don't know like that's the kind of shit that really gives you the warm fuzzies you know um, yeah like I was like I couldn't help but give a very sincere reply which is that that's one of the most generous and heartfelt and heartwarming things to hear and um, like it really touches me in a lot of places to receive that feedback from somebody who invested so much time in me and when I say that I mean that like this is somebody that I worked for off and on for like 13 years and so I'm not exaggerating when I say that this is somebody that really helped give me a strong foundation in a lot of ways and so I've taken you know everything I can from that experience and again Like the return on an investment is in the here and now, you know, and then it's also in the future for when, you know, I'm instilling these lessons and being patient and showing these things to the future leaders of my organization. And that gives me hope for, you know, it really does. It gives me hope for the future and I don't know, it it's, it's just touching. It like gets a really, I don't know. Like, being responsible for other people is not an easy road to travel. But what I would say is this. The rewards are worth the struggles that come along with that. You know? And, like, even one of my new ladies, sorry, I almost got into not English, but even one of my new ladies tonight, like, in front of me, made a point to express to my boss how much the morale had improved in the facility that I am responsible for now since I've gotten there. And... (laughs) Like, I told her straight up. I'm like, dude, like I was like right there. I'm like, stop. You're gonna make me cry. And I'm like, no. Nope. Like I don't want to cry in front of my boss and this uh, random, you know, person that I recently met. But it was really sweet, you know. Like it was really super sweet feedback to receive. And I feel like I don't know. It's it's feel good shit you know like I feel full of love for you know all all of the people that I'm surrounded with on the daily and I think that's a fucking great place for me to be right now It's I think that's where I need to be and like even tonight I had a really fascinating conversation with two other ladies that were there in my store both of which were recently divorced Um, one was her first the other was also her second and we were it was entertaining because we were all comparing notes on um, how we're all better off in the post divorce you know world and like one of them the one that's going through her second, like she is now a single parent of four kids, you know, and like she's a single mother to four kids and she's a career woman that is successful and like she seems to be doing very well. And the other one, I didn't get as much, you know, on, but there was a, there was a certain distinct sense of camaraderie in that you know atmosphere where i was kind of feeling to myself like this is home and that's the thing that i realized um like one of the things that i really love about my company is the different types of people that i experience at different places and from different places and that feeling of camaraderie and the idea that like this is a complete stranger and there's something about this random stranger that still feels like home to me and if i were to try to express this to any other person what i would say is i feel like this is one of the things that comes along with being actively involved in the military community because everyone in that community has a certain transient lifestyle that they're acclimated to and there are other various points of connection that we all have and i think when it comes to these circumstances the way in which we embrace each other is really the thing that stands out you know more than anything else and it's phenomenal like to me It's amazing to, you know, as soon as somebody pops up that, yeah, my divorce is going to be finalized. Um, And maybe this is like a feminine thing. I don't know. But I know it sounds terrible. Like, anytime I hear a woman tell me that her divorce is going to be finalized or is finalizing or whatever, the first word that comes out of my mouth to her is congratulations. Like, I know it sounds fucked up. But. Immediately. My gut reaction when I hear a woman. Talk about her divorce. Is to congratulate her. And I think the reason why. And I brought this up. This evening. um, Is that. There is a generation. Of men out there. That are essentially being raised. To be man children. And. And. The expectation is so prevalent in a lot of individuals within a certain age group to not only care for your children, if you have them, but also to care for your spouse in the same degree. But... From a cultural perspective, this only seems to be normal um, for a woman to do for a man. It, It does not seem to be as culturally expected or accepted for those roles to be reversed. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with You know certain gender roles per se but i think the challenge with that is that if you're walking into a relationship or an agreement where you have those you know gender roles and you're enforcing them that if we're going to do that, honey, let's do that. If Mr. Man wants to do nothing but provide steady income, then make enough for your woman to stay home. Like, you know, let's, let's level the playing field here. Because I don't think it's fair and I don't think it's equitable for... You know two consenting adults to go into a relationship together while both of them are working you know the same amount of hours and only one of them is contributing to the household in a way that's not financial to me there's something egregiously wrong with that and I can say from my own personal experiences and then from, you know, actively engaging in conversations with other divorced women, I think that is something where there needs to be a culture shift in one way or the other because it seems that the expectation just socially, you know, and from a societal perspective. This is, you know, there are exceptions to rules and that there are exceptions to the circumstance. But, you know, from a societal perspective, we're all still very heavily programmed that the man is the breadwinner and the woman is the homemaker. But the dilemma becomes if they're both working, you know, comparable jobs and comparable hours there's no equity in that shit you know like yeah like and I think that's why a lot of women are filing for divorce if I were being direct about it I know that's my experience and it's also the experience of many women that I've talked to so it's obviously not that uncommon you know yeah I don't know it's just I, <laughs> I think this societal shift needs to happen for you know the long term hope of long term relationships in the future at least in heter- heteronormative um society so but eh, that's my take either way I'm coming down off a strong high and I'm gonna go ahead and sign off so in the meantime thanks everybody for tuning in and as always be well